I'm Haley Augusta, and I'm your host of No Sex in the Suburbs, a podcast about marriage, sex, and momming so hard. Today, we're going to talk to Lindsay Schwartz about what it's like to be the breadwinner. Lindsay is the chief creative officer of Leopard USA. If you're not familiar, that's a big entertainment company that's responsible for a lot of successful shows you see on TV, probably most notably, and my personal favorite, House Hunters International. Lindsay opens up on what it's like to balance the needs of work, husband, home, raising kids, and trying to have it all. She talks about the notion of perfect, and she talks about why she doesn't read self-help books. I think this is a great topic that really deserves more attention. I was reading an article recently that something like 50% of the working moms make as much or more than their husbands. That's a huge shift from how it was when we were growing up. And I think we should share our stories. I hope you like the show and let's do this. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, Haley. I'm good. Good to hear from you. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Um, I was just doing the intro and I was saying how you have managed to make it big in the entertainment industry and how the entertainment industry is just difficult in general. So to make it to sea level is just amazing. And it's so great when I get to read um, press releases about you and industry trade magazines and stuff. It really makes me feel so proud. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been a long road, but it's one that I wouldn't change for the world. And um, I'm really happy where I'm at right now. That's amazing. Okay, so let's just jump into it. I want to start with when you were little, not like when you're first born, but um, just quickly, when you were little, what kind of ambition did you have? Like, did you think I'm gonna be a girl who rules the world and um, be a ball buster and that kind of thing? Or like, what did you think your life would look like when you grew up? So I think that's a really interesting question. I would start with saying, um, looking at my childhood, I come from a family where my dad is a lawyer and my mom is an artist. And so I think those are really two unique perspectives to kind of blend together. So I saw kind of both ends of the spectrum, my mom being an artist, only being happy when she was doing her work, however, not getting paid a lot, contrasted with my dad, who was the moneymaker, yet miserable at his job every single day. So um, I think that now is kind of a blend of both of those things. I get to use my analytical abilities as well as my creative abilities, um, which is the best of both of those worlds. Um, but to get back to your question, I don't think I ever really looked at myself and thought, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be running a company one day or this is exactly what I want to do. However, I've always been competitive and I always I'm a big rule follower. So once goals and rules are put into place, I don't really stop until they are accomplished. So I think that's part of just, you know, innately who I am and who I've always been. However, I, I couldn't pinpoint that, obviously, because, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do for quite a while. And I went to law school and I practiced um, being an entertainment attorney, which I thought was potentially my dream and turned out it, it wasn't. So I don't think I really had a grasp of it when I was younger. I just, you know, was very goal oriented and knew I could complete whatever I put my mind to. 
Did you ever think that you would opt out of the workforce and just kind of be a stay-at-home mom eventually? Honestly, that was never an option in my mind, which I think is interesting because my mom was somewhat of the caretaker, even though she was an artist. I I never saw myself as a stay-at-home mom. I don't think I have that sort of domestic um, abilities. (laughs) I think I'm much better in the workforce. Um, and still, you know, I, I kind of think back and think about the time I I have missed with my kids, which I do regret a lot. However, I think I have a really nice balance now, especially, you know, the benefit that COVID has brought me has been able to work from home. So um, now I get to be the working mom and be the chief creative officer of a established company while also getting to see my kids in the middle of the day and being their home for dinner. So I kind of have the best of both worlds now and I don't have to give a piece of myself up. Yeah, that's so amazing. I think that COVID has been really scary and really shitty for a lot of reasons. Um, But one of the silver linings is that you do get to be home and the idea that you have to be gone and in an office nine to five is... um, it's great that it's going out the door. So tell me about the shift for you from attorney to going into the entertainment industry and the more creative side. But how was that for you? So to be honest, that was the best decision I ever made. It was a time where, you know, I had a really good job coming out of law school. I was in an industry that was very coveted. It was essentially the dream job that everyone told me I would never get. Um, But about two years in, I realized I was absolutely miserable. And having my father as an example of someone who was miserable and is still miserable in the same career, I knew that if I was planning to make a change, it had to be pretty immediately because it was before I was 30, before I had kids, before I had a mortgage, before I was even married. Um, so I knew now was the time before I got too comfortable with a nice salary and uh, my quality of life. So essentially what I had to do, I went from having an office and a secretary in Beverly Hills and having super high level A-list clients to being an assistant in at a reality TV production company, which was my passion area, which still is. Um, And I was making coffee twice a day and taking out the trash and answering the phone. But I literally had never been happier because I was in the field that I wanted to be in. And I was learning the ins and outs of all the creative as opposed to being an attorney and doing all the deals, not really understanding what I was negotiating for and also being incredibly jealous of what my clients were doing that I was doing these deals for them for writing scripts or producing content. That was what I realized I really wanted to do. So I figured, you know, I'm smart. I'm still young. Now's the time I can drop everything and try it. And if it doesn't work, I can always go back to the law. But that was about 10 years ago and I haven't looked back since. I think that's amazing. I think that's great advice for everyone out there who might be a little scared to take the plunge and do something. I mean, you're willing to basically start over and go from having a secretary to being the coffee maker, um, which is so, so great. Um, So let's fast forward. And now you've made it. Um, How how is it like, you know, the book lean in, like be the girl leaning in at the table, even though nobody looks like you and thinks like you and acts like you. Is it like that in the entertainment industry? 
You know, I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to this, but um, I don't really think about that a lot. Honestly, I don't I don't do a lot of like motivational reading or um, listening to that kind of content. I did read Lean In, of course. I think every woman has. However, I just kind of go with my instincts on everything. And yes, I think it's harder for women in the industry. And I think there are, are a ton of hurdles that we have to climb over. But I think it's also better when you're just charging through and not focusing on all those little details. Okay, so now let's shift into family. So you are being a rock star, climbing up the showbiz ladder. And at some point, did you realize like, I'm the breadwinner now, this is happening? Um, Did you have a conversation with your husband of like, whose career would come first or responsibilities? Like what happened there? So interestingly enough, no, that conversation still kind of has not happened. Um, I do credit my career partly to my husband because I wouldn't have explored this area of the industry if it wasn't for him. I also am not sure I would have believed I could have been so happy in a different industry if it wasn't for him because he was already in the unscripted industry and he was living his dream and he was happy every single day going to work it's absolutely his passion so I really saw that it was possible um I obviously didn't know where I would be at this point and where he would be at this point and while he is very successful and has a ton of credits under his belt he is freelance so it did make more sense for me to be uh the steady breadwinner to have healthcare and to have a weekly salary as opposed to two freelance people in a marriage. I don't necessarily think that that would work for us. So I guess very early on, I realized I had to be the stable person. I was the stability. So whether or not that meant breadwinner, it meant stability. And that still wasn't a conversation that we ever really had. It just is what happened. His skill set and his passion is one that requires the freelance lifestyle and mine can find that full-time creative gig. So we, we didn't know where the future would take us. However, it has become apparent over the past couple of years that I, you know, my salary is what sustains the family. And when he has his freelance jobs, it's amazing to have that extra income, but it's not what we're counting on all year. So I guess that pretty much answers my next question of how does it affect your marriage, both positively and negatively, that you are the steady earner and he is more project based? There are definite pros and cons. I will start with the pros by saying when my husband is not working, I really appreciate everything he does for the household and life is so much easier for me because he can do all the errands and he can make sure everything is taken care of and he can focus on all the family stuff that I don't necessarily get to or that I just don't have the bandwidth for. So So I love that. Can we talk about that for a second? Sorry to interrupt you. Um, So when he's not working, does he dial up the house duties like the second shift people call it? And absolutely. He absolutely does. When he's not working, he will make dinner every single night. He will do all the pickups. He will do all the drop offs. There's I mean, 
all the familial responsibilities he really takes on. And I can give him a list of the stuff that, you know, I've had on my plate for a while that I haven't been able to get to, and he will take care of that as well. So he is incredibly helpful within the household. Did he just like jump into that or did you have to have a talk of like, yo, you're not on a project. I need you to make the dinners and all that stuff. Oh, we definitely had to have a talk about it. When my husband is not on a shoot and he's at home, I think it was a struggle to sort of figure out what happens and what happens next. I think that that might just be inherently a male thing of like not knowing where to jump in. But um, we had many discussions of, okay, you're here, you're home. Like, what are you going to do? So now it's second nature. Now he absolutely knows and understands he makes dinner if he's not working um however we did have to have multiple conversations of what it looked like and what it meant and how he could help um so now it's pretty much second nature when he is home however the flip side of that is when he does get a job he's you know gone for months at a time even if that job is in the la area production is 12 hour days minimum he's literally gone from the family so i really have both ends of the coin there where he could be in atlanta shooting for three months but then when he comes home he's completely there and available so there's there's a little bit of it's hard when he's been gone for a while and he comes home because I have my new routine. I have, um, you know, the new way I'm doing things or that I was coping while he was gone. And then he comes into our space and tries to be involved again. So there is a little bit of getting used to him being home again. And he also has to get used to being around us again. So there's probably a week transition period where it's a little bit rocky. But then once we get to that happier place again, it's wonderful. Yeah, I hate it when the transition of, look, If you want to take a business trip, take a business trip. I get used to you being gone. I can handle it. Uh, You know, I sleep in the bed. (laughs) Then you come back and I'm like, who is this big hairy man? What are you doing here? Exactly. It's so hard. And like, why are your dirty socks on the floor? Or (laughs) I'm so much neater when you're not around. It just everything is it's really hard to get used to again. And I do think it is a solid week where, you know, frustrations are high and I get really annoyed at things and he you know doesn't know the kids routines exactly because he's been out of it for so long and all of that is really frustrating but I would say after a week generally that's our sweet spot where we start to mesh really well again. So when he's gone and you have to juggle all the plates by yourself do you like give a heads up at the office hey (laughs) I'm running solo the ship this, you know, this month. Like, how do you compensate for that? I have actually never given a heads up to the office. Wow. Um, but that's a really interesting thought. And it, again, it's one of those things I try not to think about because it's just a period of time I have to get through. I really rely on my mother-in-law a lot. Generally, when my husband is gone for long periods of time, she'll come stay over for a few nights of the week because I just physically can't do it on on my own. I can't do all the pickups after the nanny leaves. I can't, you know, I can't, I just can't. Um, Now during COVID, obviously, it's been amazing because my husband has been home and um, we haven't needed that extra help, even though she's around anyway. So I incredibly lucky to have my mother-in-law who definitely helps pick up the slack when my husband is not around. Sorry, what about a nanny? 
So I do have a nanny, um, but I have a nanny now from about 1030 to 5. And it's not, I mean, it's great during the day. And when I was at the office, that's great. But if no one else is home, I had to be home by 530 or, you know, I had to do pickup by 630 or whatever it was. And that was really difficult for me with my job because in non-COVID times, I'm constantly going to work drinks or dinners or events and being limited like that just doesn't work for my schedule because there's so much schmoozing involved in what I do, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So it becomes really difficult. And the nanny helps during the day hours, but not during the night hours. And a traditional nanny hours just doesn't work for me, which is why I require my mother-in-law's help when my husband is gone. Do you ever feel pressure of being the steady source of income? Like, holy shit, if I lose my job, what are we going to do for insurance and the mortgage and all that? Absolutely. I constantly feel the pressure of being the steady earner in the family. I actually just recently had a really big scare where the company I was working at for almost 10 years um, went under very quickly and very furiously. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen. In the end, it turns out I benefited from the whole situation and where I am right now is the best possible place for me to be. However, there were a few months where I didn't know when I would get a job and I didn't know what would happen next. And that was really, really frightening. I think right now I feel um, a little more stable because I'm under contract for a certain period of years. So I don't have the same kind of pressure that I had about a year ago. However, who knows when that contract is up. But I feel like that's a part of everyone's um, thought process these days. There's nothing super stable anymore. No industry is indestructible. We're all kind of living in that same world. And I definitely know the value of my skill set and know that there's will be somewhere for me um, at any given point in my career. Nice. Do you feel, because you are the kind of steady breadwinner earner that you hold more cards in husband and wife negotiations than maybe you would have otherwise. Like, so for example, when I was growing up, my mom would always say, make sure you make your own money so you can always leave your husband if you want to. That's funny. Um, I don't actually feel that way in my marriage and I am not sure why. However, I feel we have a very balanced situation. And that might be because, you know, it's not like my husband is a stay at home husband and doesn't earn any income. The issue is we just don't know when and how much that income will be. So there could be a year where he could make the equivalent amount to what I make by just working six months, not the whole 12 months of the year. So in my, it's a partnership and we have to plan accordingly. And uh, honestly, I don't like being the sole planner. So my husband's input and advice is really important to me in figuring out, you know, our family's finances and where we go from here. Awesome. I mean, I just think you guys have a really great partnership, right? And it, it seems like maybe it took a little bit to figure out the routine of your career as you, you know, got higher and higher, um, but you're in a really good place. So um, I guess I just want to wrap up with what advice do you have for women who are climbing the ladder um, while trying to balance a husband and kids and all of it? 
My advice for women trying to climb the ladder with, you know, full family responsibilities of their own is that it can be done. It's just not easy. So you have to really want it and you have to know that there is no perfect balance. You're always going to feel like you're failing somewhere. And I think that's completely normal. That's how you know you're doing okay. Um, however, you know, some weeks you spend more time on your jobs, some weeks you spend more time on your family. And for me, it's really, um, gut instinct on what needs more time where, but I think that's, uh, you know, a, a, the strength of a woman is to know instinctively where to put your time and effort and how to make it, uh, most, how to make yourself more, most successful. Great. Thank you so much, Lindsay. This has been so incredible. And I just think you are an amazing mom, wife, woman, friend, all of it. Well, thank you, Haley. And I do want to give a shout out to you for when we met in college and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, you know, I kind of knew that I wanted to make money and (laughs) be successful, but you told me, I just want to be happy. That's the most important thing. I just want to be happy. And no one had ever said that to me before. I I had never even heard that before as an option. And that constantly runs through my mind. It did when I left the law and it does now that what I do every day makes me happy. And had you not said those words to me, however long ago that was in college, like a million years ago, I'm not sure I would have had the courage or strength to make the decisions that I made. So those words were very powerful to me. And I feel that more people should adopt that motto. Oh, thanks, honey. Very kind. Ah, it gives me the chills. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your week and um, tell all your friends to listen to this episode and hit subscribe. Absolutely. You know I will. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.